You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. We've got another big weekend of harness racing action coming our way. Albion Park tomorrow, that's two further heats of the Jim McNeil Trotting Championship Series, so a lot to look forward to there. Ten races on Saturday night, including an excellent free-for-all, and we're about to pull apart that free-for-all in just a moment. And we've got all the action continuing from Bathurst. Last night, we had the heats of the Gold Tiara, Tomorrow, it's going to be the gold crown heat. So the boys are in action tomorrow. A little bit later, we'll recap uh, the action from Bathurst last night. But joining us first up is Shane Graham because we want to talk about this free-for-all tomorrow night. It comes up as race number four, and Shane Graham has certainly got the whip hand here. Rock bottom, a last-up free-for-all winner, beating Turner Duck. Mac Da Vinci, disappointed last time out, but we all know how good he is. And Turner Duck, who was recently crowned the age pacer of the year, at the Racing Queensland Awards Night. So it's a strong hand he's got. He joins us online now. Shane, appreciate the time. Not a problem, Chris. Uh, good hand to play here. Your three big guns all, well, I would say in really good form. Mac Da Vinci, a little bit of a blip on the radar last time out. But all in all, they're, they're very well-credentialed paces. Yeah, no, Chris. Um, you know, happy to have him in the team. And like you said, Mac was a bit, um, yeah, he put in one bad one last week, but uh, or this couple of weeks ago, but still entitled to one bad one. Okay, now be honest with me here. Hit me up. So, how difficult was it sorting out the drivers? Who was going to partner who? How hard a decision was that for everyone involved? Yeah, like, like they're all, you know, even poor old Rock Bottom. You know, sort of he gets a bottom drawer all the time for the driving, but. Um, yeah, I hate it when turn it up and Mac in the same race. It's always bloody. It's a hard one, you know. But uh, Leonard, he sort of he's got a good record on both of them, but um, he gets along well with Mac, so I just thought I'd leave him on Mac. And Kelly's going to drive rock bottom, and I'll be on turn it up. Okay, so let's start with with Mac Vinci first and foremost. What happened last time out? Yeah, it wasn't. Um, no big issue. Um, we just got him scoped and run a few blood, uh, run a blood on him, and he just had a few little things, you know, wrong with him, and um, just had a, probably the early stages of a, a virus coming on. So he just got a bit of treatment and um, had an easy week or two, and touch wood, everything seems good with him, and you know he should um, race back to where he was again. Okay. So that was back on, what, February 18. So if he had a won that night, was there any sort of possibility that he could have gone to Sydney to try and force his way into the Miracle Mile? Yeah, the um, the owner, Scott, he was quite quite keen to um, head down there um, and have a go. But, um, yeah, it never eventuated. So, um, yeah, we're hoping it's a, you know, everything happens for a reason. And he, um, yeah, that didn't happen. But... Um, yeah, he uh, he mightn't have got a start anyway. They're pretty pretty tough fields to get into. Yeah, indeed, and in particular for the Queenslanders because Blanks and Dan's couldn't even get a a look in there. So 
He remains here in Queensland. Obviously, the Constellations is the main aim. But with this race on Saturday night, what, what's the early thought? Can he spear out and leave this field? Or how do you plan on driving him coming off that last start effort? Yeah, look, he, um, <coughs> he's probably um, not really uh, in the right headspace to be sort of revving him up off the off the arm at the moment. He's he's just getting a bit keen when he when he is in front. Um, uh, you know, the the first preparation I had him, you could do that and you'd back off, but uh, he um, now when he's led and he seems to over race a little bit, so he I wouldn't think. Uh, He'll be charging out or nothing. He'll be just looking for a helmet and uh, hitting the line. Okay, so why has he developed this habit of getting a little revvy? I don't know. I don't know. He, um, I think uh, when he went back to Sydney for a few runs um, in the Inter Dominion, I think it all started. Uh, they revved him up at Newcastle in, in the heat, and ever since then he he has got keen and not switched off when you've asked him to come off the gate. So um, yeah, it's just. Hopefully within time he'll he'll sort of get out of it, but it's just that little when you do rev him up, he's he's not coming back at the moment. So we'll just um, mm. wait wait for uh, another day before we try that again. Okay, so time is on your side though, because with the constellations coming up in July, you'd want him spot on for that time. So you've got a little bit of time to work on him and hopefully iron out that little issue where he gets a little fired up. That's right. Yeah, we've. Um, you know, he, he had a little a little break after um, the carnival, the the summer carnival, and that. And you know, we've um, like you said, the the winter winter carnival and all that's his main aim. So we've got plenty of time up our up our sleeve, and you know, we'll um, yeah, we'll keep working on him. Okay, given that it's only a, a smallish field here on Saturday night, does that? Does that help the fact that you're, you know, looking to drive him with cover on Saturday night, given that he hasn't got too many to, to round up, hopefully? Yeah, that's right. You know, like, um, I did, you know, if it was a, a full field and that, and over the mile, you probably, you've nearly got to go forward because there's too much behind. But like you said, only being a small field, he's only going to be sort of a couple of lengths still off him. So I think it's, um, you know, being first up and, that it's just easy just to drop him in and let him hit the line. Okay, well that's Mac Da Vinci and Leonard Kane. He's unbeaten on Mac Da Vinci. Yeah, I, I don't think he has been. Yeah, he's, yeah, his record's very good on him. Yeah, turn it up. Now he is Mr. Consistency, hence why he was given that award recently at the RQ Awards Night for the Age Pacer of the Year. I don't think he's finished any further back than fourth in his last 21 starts. That's remarkable. He is, yeah. He's um, he's just a terrific old horse, you know. And it's not like he's he's racing in um easy company like they've been in all Group mm. Ones and Group Two races, Group Three. So to to finish sort of in that those positions, it just it does just say how 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 nice a horse he is, really. Yeah, absolutely. There's no place to hide in open company. And the the time that he ran fourth, that was in the Reckless Cup last year. And he was really unlucky. You don't want to make excuses, but he had genuine excuses that night. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like any, you know, we all need luck in races. And if he just had a little bit go his way, I think he runs top three and that for sure. He was flashing home late and to get fourth. So, yeah, it should be, you know, his record probably could be a little bit better. Yeah, well, he's won 26 from 57. It's a terrific strike rate over $700,000. However... 
He has been a beaten odds-on favourite at his past two. What have you made of those two efforts? Yeah, look, um, two starts back, he, he just wasn't wasn't himself. Um, you know, in saying that, Black's a, uh, Black's, a, Black's a dance. You know, he, he was just in the zone then. And, and you know, even at our best, we mightn't have beaten him, you know. But I, I just sort of felt he wasn't at his best. And that's when I gave him that little freshen up. And then just, you know, first up, needed the run, no trial. He, he was just probably the wrong horse was on his back and, and just sort of out sprinted him, you know. But uh, I was real happy with it, especially uh, knowing the horse and, you know, how how much improvement he takes out of one run because he's not the best of track workers. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely improve a lot off that. Okay. I'm tipping you wouldn't have been overly disappointed when you saw that he had a uh, second row draw here on Saturday night because you get to drive him for speed here on the weekend. That's it. That's it. You know, it's um, any horse that doesn't burn off the gate, you're going to have all more energy at the finish. So he's no exception. So it doesn't really worry me too much when he does does draw bad because, like you said, uh, I think he, um, yeah, he's he's even quicker at the finish when you don't use that early. So yeah, I think it's a good draw for him. Mm. And he will be fitter after that effort uh, last time out. Yeah, 100%. Like, he, um, he, you know, he's like a horse that has them issues and he's a terrible track worker. So whenever he does step out, offer freshen up and that, you know he's going to be better second up. So, um, you know, he, he probably, time was good that when he did get beaten. You know, it wasn't like um, rock bottom that beat him. You know, he, he'd been breaking the clock, probably running quicker halves than you know, turn it up, Mac Da Vinci, all them blacks of dance. In all those races, he'd been running quicker times. So it wasn't a total shock to get beat by him, you know. But, um, yeah, you, you, I didn't expect it. But, yeah, that's how it was. Okay. And as you outlined, rock bottom. Kelly takes the drive here on Saturday night. No pressure on Kelly. Last start winner. The focus is on the other pair. But has he been... Has he been a surprise or a revelation for you? Did you think he could do the job that he's done when he first arrived? No, I didn't think so. He, you know, to be honest, I've, I've thought about sending him home two or three times. But um, whenever you think about sending him home, he comes out and 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 wins or runs a crack of a race. So he um, he's just a lovely old horse. You know, he he races week in, week out, and he uh, whenever whenever he gets the draw and and the right run, he. He puts his head out and, you know, whenever he, he doesn't draw the best, he still runs great races. But um, he just needs, you know, like a lot of horses, that right trip. But, um, yeah, he, he never he never does put in a disappointing run. He's just very consistent. Okay. So how does this race set up? Is Tommy Lincoln the leader from gate two? <sighs> well, you'd imagine, um, yeah, like he's got gate speed. Um you know, do they sort of try and use the gate speed car? Gary, and he's got a good record in front. Um, yeah, Tommy Lincoln sort of go forward. Uh, Governor Jujon, like he's, he'll be getting back to his best a few more runs under his belt, you know. So it's still an interesting race, the way the barriers are fell. Will it generate pressure? Um, possibly not. Um, it does look like sort of whichever one leads will get their own way in front, you know, but um, 
yeah, it's sort of it, it might be an easy second quarter and that, but yeah, sometimes them races don't go to plan either. Mm. In saying that, then if there's sort of you know moderate tempo, that that's a concern for you, isn't it? Oh, it is a big concern, yeah, especially you know with um, where they're probably going to be situated in the run, you know, like they'll uh, they're both going to be back in the field and that, so yeah, it makes it tough. But um, yeah, I'm sure if uh, if they're close enough, you know, they'll 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 be there in the finish. All right, of the trio, is turn it up the probably the most likely. Oh, uh, I think so. Just from you know. He's going to be up just from his barrier. He's going to be sort of in yeah. front of the other pair. So I imagine he's probably the best hope, I think, anyway. All right. Uh, in the second division of the Open on Saturday night, LL Cool J steps out. Now, he's been off the scene for some time. He's had the one run back. He finished third, and it was more than okay. But you tell me, uh, how is he looking? LL Cool J, a former Reckless Cup winner. Yeah, I think I think we're back on the, on the right course with him. He... Um, you know, he just sort of, that last campaign, a few little issues and that, but um, he's had a, a good spell and I was very happy with his first up run. Um, you know, the time was good and the only ones that beat him home were the ones, you know, on his back and I think it was three cents. So, um, yeah, I was wrapped with his first up run and he probably, uh, he's just had a bit of an easy time since then. Um, probably, I think it's three weeks in between runs just to let him get over it because he had so long off. But, um, no, I'm I'm happy with him and I'm sort of happy that he, he did get sort of in the second division, you know. Mm. What do you do from seven, though? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a tough one. Um, you know, it's probably early in his campaign, you probably, you know, have to go back. But, you know, I'll sit down and have a look at the field and that because he can, um, he does have gate speed when you, when you want to. So... You know, I'll just have to look at the field, but you know, on first look, you'd imagine probably just have to look for a, look for a spot early and play it from play it by there. Okay, so you've got four open class horses. Life is going to get infinitely harder in the coming months. Carnival around the corner, and when you consider we've got hot and treacherous now in Queensland with Jack Butler, Miracle Moose has arrived, Black Sedance has got to come back into the fray. The open class races in the next couple of months are going to be outstanding. Oh, they are, you know, like um, I think our, you know, our open open races, even last season, sort of, you know, they were they were hard enough and like you said, there's a few new ones there to come through, plus ones coming up through the grades. So, you know, mm. I think um, I think Queensland's sort of in a good place come the, come the carnival with their open class horses. Well, fingers crossed they uh, keep doing the job. Really appreciate the time this morning, Shane, and we'll see you trackside. Not a problem. Thanks, Chris. Shane Graham joining us. So uh, a couple of really good chances there, in particular in the main division of the free-for-all there on Saturday night. Turn it up. He's going to partner Turn It Up himself. Leonard Kane reunites with Mac Da Vinci, unbeaten with that horse. And Kelly Dawson will drive rock bottom. LL Cool J starts in the second division. So we look forward to those open-class races coming through on the weekend. We've got Gloucester Park Harness Racing tomorrow night. Ten races coming through there. Always great racing. One of the features is going to be race five. It's the Governor's Cup. It's a group three feature. Our man who joins us each and every Thursday morning is online now, Maddie Young. Maddie, appreciate the time. Good morning to you, Chris. What do we make of the Governor's Cup on uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday night? It looks like it's going to be a very strong race. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh... 
I guess the interest in the race is definitely surrounding the return of Magnificent Storm and also Lavra Joe, although they have got tricky draws. Diego, of course, is drawn in close and he looks uh, really hard to beat. So it's a, it's a pretty talented field. And, of course, a lot of these horses you would see start to take off about this time of year and head off to the paddock to uh, get back towards the spring and into the summer carnival. But, of course, they're being held off and running, potentially gaining a spot in the Nullarbor, which is coming up very soon. So it's an extended season here for the free-for-allers, and it's great to see uh, races of this calibre. The Governor's Cup is seeing horses of the Pacing Cup standard that we saw uh, six weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great race, this Governor's Cup. And just on the Nullarbor, it's really starting to take shape now. Better Zip it was announced earlier this week. So uh, another Eastern State star headed your way. So Spirit of St. Louis, better zip it, head over. But better zip it is a really intriguing runner because we still don't know how good this horse is. Yeah, look, it's um, it's a really interesting choice by Tab Touch, which, um, yeah, it's it's fascinating how they've come about this decision and where they found better zip it. And I guess um, we won't really know. Uh, as to why or how they came up with the decision. But, um, yeah, look, better zip it. I didn't have on the radar to be coming across to WA, but he is compact and looks like he's built to race around a track like Gloucester Park. So I would believe that um, he should acquit himself pretty well, but whether he can handle handle the class over here and the different racing style is to be seen, I guess, which we've seen over so many years it, it sort of it can level out uh, even the best of horses that come across the WA. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But he brings X factor, doesn't he? Because as I said, he's still largely untapped. And if anyone's going to get the best out of him, it's Jason Grimson because uh, his record speaks for itself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Grimo's got a, a fantastic record, as we've seen in the last probably 18 months or two years. He's announced himself as one of the best up-and-coming trainers in the country. And um, his record of being able to get them up on the big days has been uh, second to none. So, um, yeah, it'll be great to see uh, him come across the WA and hopefully enjoys what he sees over here. And uh, in the future, we can see him come back for some of our better races, which I think can only be positive promotion for the sport. Yeah, no doubt. Jumping Jack Mack, who starts in tomorrow night's Governor's Cup, still yet to get his spot in that race. Are you confident that he will pick up a slot? And Penny Tiger, who's returned back uh, west after that stint on the East Coast, he's gone straight to the paddock, so there's no chance we'll see him? No, he'll, he'll go straight to the paddock. I spoke to Mouse about that, and yeah, he's he's going to the paddock. So, look, um, I mean, he, he had a, a decent preparation, but taking him east and everything like that, it can just be a little bit much, especially burning a horse off of the gate so quickly and we saw that then he went to 2400 metres and he got very keen in that race and um, he, he weakened out of it so look he, he'll go to the paddock jumping Jack Mack just not sure where he's going to get to in terms of a slot because um, I thought Tap Touch would probably look at him quite closely um, because I'm, I'm imagining that the whole senior slot will go to Diego um, and then I'm not really sure if there's too many others that are up for grabs. Kevin Jevons hasn't named his yet, um, as well as uh, Robbie Tomlinson. 
Um, they're most likely, Jim Jamali, they're most likely to pick horses of their own stable uh, to go into the race to represent them. So, um, yeah, it, it creates a lot of interest in a horse like Jumping Jack Mac, who's going as good as any horse in this state, may not get a start um, when he really does deserve one. So I guess going forward, the conditions of the race will probably have to be tinkered with just a touch, maybe. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's going to be very interesting to see how all that plays out. So there's a fair bit at stake with this Governor's Cup tomorrow night. Who do you think walks away with the trophy tomorrow night? I think Diego can work his way to the top. Uh, Voltantin comes in at two and he does like to lead, but at the same time, he's just not racing at the top of his game. So I think um, Diego can work his way to the lead and over the 2100 and second up off the freshen up, I expect him to be able to lead and win. And that's sort of how I saw the race. I couldn't see too much uh, more happening in the event because Minstrel will probably be in the breeze. And that's... Um, that looks where he'll be. Glenn Letty Chief might be 1-1 or might be in the breeze. But, yeah, I think Diego strolls to the top and can justify the shorter odds and win this race. OK. What is your best bet on the card tomorrow night? He's quite like the meeting, but uh, race seven, number three, Raven Banner. Well, we lost him. Are you still with us, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yep. Um, so yeah, best bet yeah, race, tomorrow night? Race seven, number three, Raven Banner. I think has got the speed to um, step quicker than its rivals. Uh, the two inside are hand-up horses, so I think as long as Denny can just step in safely, uh, he should be able to run to the top, and from there, he should be able to win. He was a nice win last start. They look like they've got him on the right track, and if he hits the rail in this, I think he'll be able to get the job done. So race seven, number three, Raven Banner. All right, race seven, number three. Inform connection to Team Bond, Denny Roberts. They had a night out last week, that's for sure. And certain one final one, Wave Rider, who ended up winning the APG Boys final last week. How do you rate him? Well, I have a fair opinion of the horse. Um, I was pretty keen that he would get the job done in that race. Just on the, the fact that from what we've seen in trials and in races, he um, he's... Closed off in 27 and a bit every time, and we haven't seen him extended. And in the trials, he was trialling against some of the better horses, and he got beaten in the trials, but he sat in the breeze. And I just liked what I saw. He was a nice-sized horse, and he just looked like he had that effortless ability to run good times. So, um, yeah, I had Cole Simington on my show on Tuesday and asked him, was he surprised with the response? And... He said, well, we've never really asked him to go. And uh, so he was a little bit surprised with how quickly he went and how he just decimated what we thought was a really even bunch of two-year-olds. But he really uh, proved on Friday night that he's probably the leader of the pack at this stage, you'd say, especially leading. Yeah. Yeah, he looked awesome, actually. Uh, you watch the replay and he's just... So easy to watch. So we'll keep following him with particular interest. Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll talk again next week. Cheers, Chris.